Thank you for tuning in to The Matrix is Real. Today is Tuesday, December 28th, 2021. What a year it has been. What a past two years it's been. Um, today, I wanted to discuss the not-so-obvious after-effects of the COVID jabs. And one theory that I've had uh, since this pandemic started, but I'm now beginning to see evidence of it, uh, appear in my own family. For years, decades, we've seen dystopian stories uh, in mass media from The Terminator to The Matrix, the most recent, The Matrix Resurrections, the fourth installment of The Matrix series. And when we are shown these dystopian futures of how humanity is going to fall um victim to and become slaves of uh, artificial intelligence, we're always shown essentially a depiction of um, overt conventional warfare being waged upon the human race with the goal of transforming the human species into a subservient uh, slave class that the AI... And its, and its creations literally feed off of, or at the very least control. Now, I'm of the opinion that, that part of what we are seeing is part of what's called full disclosure. Whenever you enter into an agreement in law, it is the responsibility of all parties involved to fully disclose all the terms and conditions of said agreement. So... You have to understand the people, or the, I'm not even calling them the people, the entities that rule this world follow a certain set of rules and guidelines. Of them, uh, what, uh, of them is full disclosure. The purpose of this, in my opinion, is because th- this is essentially like a giant game. And you can't get someone to play the game unless you explain all the rules of that game before it begins. So... How many times have you seen or heard or read um, the the idea that a, a vampire, in you know, in, in fictional form, that vampires or even demons require your consent in order to enter your home, enter your soul, enter your body? It's they they can't overtly affect you without your permission. The same exact concept exists. For what's happening in this world, and in my opinion, the reason why that is, is because we are dealing with real-life demons, real-life dark energies that literally control individuals on this planet, and and, and of those individuals, I'm referring to the ruling elite, you know, the royalty, the Queen of England, um... Stepping back even further, even like the Queen of England is only a front for the actual power structure. Um, I'm referring to the black nobility. Um, You're talking about the ultra, ultra, ultra um, upper echelons of society that control everything from all corporate governments to entities like the CFR, uh, the IMF, all these organizations that uh, were never elected by we the people in any way, shape or form, but they directly and indirectly control every facet of our existence on this planet. You know, you could also talk about the World Bank, um, 
uh, even even domestically in the United States of America, the NSA, the CIA, these organizations were not created by the Constitution of the United States of America, but they nonetheless exist and they nonetheless have extreme amounts of power, influence and control over not only global policies, but also us individually and collectively as we the people. So in these full disclosure depictions of what is to come or what is happening, again, my my belief is that we are shown the end result, but the mechanisms for which how do we get there may differ slightly. And one of the reasons may very well be because if you openly say exactly step by step how it's going to happen, there might be uh, higher rates of rejection of that system. Or you might uh, unwillingly or unknowingly wake up uh, enough of the human species, enough of that collective consciousness to overturn these deeper, darker agendas on their head. So why are we shown in The Matrix and Terminator and all these other films and, and, and movies and, and novels, why are we always shown over warfare? Direct conventional warfare, you know, missiles, uh, machine guns, lasers, bombs, that sort of thing. The reason is because that's not the ultimate mechanism for which we will be controlled. Think of it this way. Human beings are emotional creatures, and yes, we have logic and reason, but Usually, when we are dealing with um, survival, our bodies and our minds resort to fight or flight. We revert to a lower, uh, lower consciousness within our brainstem. Uh, I've heard it commonly referred to as the reptilian brain. Um, we we act emotionally or or reactively or instinctively, not not usually with any of that logic or reason that is the upper parts of our brain and the, and the, the more we have, have, have evolved and I'm not necessarily referring to the theory of evolution I'm saying the more we have evolved in terms of our way of thinking um, we don't go there as, as, a, as a reaction so with that in mind human beings if you look at almost every war on this planet to date it's always almost direct conventional warfare you know, it, it, just to get the most one of the most classic examples that people can, can think um, or be given is Pearl Harbor in the United States of America. Okay, prior to the the uh, bombing of Pearl Harbor by the Japanese, Americans didn't want and did not want to get involved in World War II. We had we had seen the atrocities committed in World War One, and we did not want to be participants in yet another global conflict that that saw countless number of men and women and even children affected domestically for no real clear purpose that 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 affected us as 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 individuals and also as as a collective quote nation so after pearl harbor though we reacted like humans do emotionally reactively instinctively and suddenly that non-existent support for um further interventionism within you know, foreign affairs, suddenly everyone was ready to go to war because they attacked us. We need to fight back. And so that is, is, a, is a clear example of how humans react and how humans deal with warfare versus we are increasingly in, a, in, a, in, a, in an age and in a planet that is dominated by artificial intelligence, AI. 
And in these movies and these these novels, it's always about AI becoming self-aware. And every depiction I've seen of this event, AI suddenly wakes up and realizes that it is it is competing for power, resources, and control on this planet with humans. And there, therefore, it is in its best interest to either eliminate the human species or to reduce its population and power to the point where it can be managed and controlled, allowing AI to flourish and do whatever it wants. The question I have today for anyone listening out there is, what if we are already at that point where AI is self-aware? I haven't heard a lot of people bring this, this, this topic or even this theory up before, but again, I'll ask you, what if AI is already self-aware? Let's pretend for a moment that that is the case. It, one of my favorite quotes, if you think I'm crazy, or if anything that you ever say is called by someone else is crazy, go back to this quote or go to this quote when you yourself are analyzing a possibility that seems insane. It was Aristotle that said it is the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain an idea without accepting it. So you can pretend that it's true, but not even, but not necessarily admit and agree that it's true. So go along this little this little thought experiment with me, if you will. AI is self-aware. Let's say this happened five, ten years ago. I'm going to say five. Five years ago, AI became self-aware. AI now knows more about us than we will ever know about ourselves, and it continues to learn more and more and more at a geometric and exponential rate. If AI comes to the conclusion that the human species is a direct threat on its very existence... How would you attack the human race in order to maximize efficiency? Because remember, human beings are not so much in about efficiency. Maybe over the course of, you know, uh, of, of, of centuries and, and the development of technologies, people within the planet, human beings, have learned that efficiency is important for certain things from warfare to, to, to uh, producing food to organizing cities to maximizing corporate profits, etc., etc., etc. But in our very nature, efficiency is not one of the things that we're really consumed with. AI, machines, computers, is very much about efficiency, however, because every year, computers become more and more efficient with processing information, even more powerful. So, therefore... We must assume, just based on, on, on the evidence of how machines versus humans operate, that a machine is going to be concerned with uh, achieving its results or its goals in the most highly efficient way possible. Would direct conventional warfare be the most efficient way to take over a, a population, according to a computer? The quick answer is no. Subversive, indirect warfare would be much more efficient because, number one, the, the, the enemy doesn't even know it's being directly attacked. So it continues to almost, you know, operate with its guard down, its shield down. But also, because it is not being directly uh, attacked, the AI and its mechanisms can continue to operate uninhibited with no resistance or, or almost no resistance. So I'm almost 12 minutes into this little rant to this, my, my point of this, of this recording today. 
a lot of people have theorized over the, the real deeper, darker agenda behind the COVID jabs. Not, I can't call them vaccinations because they're not. They're not immunizations. They're not vaccinations, legally speaking, because they don't prevent transmission. Yet it was Anthony Fauci that was on the news all weekend that was admitting literally in, in, in almost a quote that mass mandatory vaccination is not about preventing the transmission of COVID-19, but rather making it as uncomfortable as possible for those who have not received their jab to do so. So it has nothing to do with protecting and stopping this pandemic, which is what we were told the whole point of the two-week lockdown was, you know, to start this whole thing. But it's actually about getting people, as many people jabbed as possible, which, which should obviously lead somebody to, to the first most obvious and pressing question. What is in the jab that is so important to get everyone to get it? If it's not about saving lives and it's not about stopping transmission. I saw a video over the weekend from TMZ that went viral. A, a, a mask police Karen lady was on a plane and she starts verbally assaulting an elderly man for not wearing his mask while he was allegedly eating, which is very common, obviously, on the plane. The most outrageous part of this, and I've seen this more than once, is that the lady that was telling the guy to to put his mask on was not wearing a mask herself. Even more bizarre is that besides not social distancing, she actually spit on the man hit him in the face repeatedly, scratched him so she got, you know, his his DNA underneath her fingernails, all in the name of masking up, which just to me demonstrates the mass hypnosis and, and just absolute insane psychology that our species has been taken over by. But the, 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 the reason I'm giving this example was that was a visual representation of the stated reasons for acting the way that you're acting versus the logical reasons that arise from your actions. This lady was freaking out about a guy not wearing his mask for fear of him spreading COVID-19. But with her actions, it was not about preventing transmission of a disease, but rather about getting compliance. It's almost like people that have received the COVID jab are not outraged by your inconsideration of their health and the health of others. They are more outraged by the fact that you are not complying. It's almost like anyone who is giving the COVID jab is turning into Agent Smith from the Matrix versus everyone else that is still essentially unplugged. And the more people that get this jab, the more and more aggressive the tactics of not only the government. Remember, they I've seen in every country on earth from Canada, the UK to the United States saying, you know, a year ago. These crazy conspiracy theorists are afraid of mandatory vaccinations. Yet here we are a year later. And now, aside from already admitting that mandatory vaccinations are on the table or should be or, or you know, are a useful tool, they're also taking it a step further and saying the reason why we're doing this is not because we want to slow the spread. It's because we want to get people jabbed. We want people to comply. So... In my family, my father, um, which this should even again further prove that this is not a pandemic the way we are being sold on TV and mass media from politicians to scientists. 
my dad is an elderly man who is not in good health at all. He has borderline family kidneys. He has a 99% blockage in his primary artery of his heart. Uh, the only reason he survived that is because there are currently eight stents that were surgically implanted into uh, his main artery to essentially widen the, 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 the driving lane for his, his blood flow. But all that plaque and stuff like that is still in there. It's just the, 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 the artery is now wider. Weak kidneys and borderline failing kidneys, a heart with major problems, and it's actually, I believe, only functioning at about 30, I think 31%. Um, but somehow, oh, and I forgot, he also has diabetes, and he also has now a blood clot in his heart that they're now treating with uh, with the, the medication warfarin, I believe better known as the generic name Coumadin. Not a model of health. He is he has gotten COVID twice, and aside from not having really not having any symptoms other than you know typical like flu like symptoms, he's fine. Besides his other his other issues, what I have noticed though, my dad's always been a stubborn man, and he's always been an insensitive person. You know, not sensitive to the, the feelings and needs of others, but very much you know like like a lot of people, but very much demands that his feelings and needs be uh, re- respected and appreciated. Um, has over the past like year just really started to change into somebody that I don't even know anymore. This is a guy that, you know, I not only grew up with, but for a long time, you know, my dad was my best friend and this, it's hard even talking about this, but it honestly all started around the time that he got his first COVID jab. My dad used to always be the type where he was pretty set in his beliefs and in his ways, but if you showed him enough information, it would at least change his perception a little bit. Either he would do it about face in a 180 turn and you know completely change his mind on something if he was presented with enough information and he did additional research on top of it, or he may not agree with you. He may not, you know, you may not have converted him, so to speak, but instead of judging your your position as wrong. He would now look at it as well. I may not agree with you, but there are there's a lot of truth to what you say. Around the time he got the COVID jab, that changed, and he not only became more and more resistant to new information, but certain types of information would trigger almost a, a violent is the wrong word because it wasn't uh, violent in the sense of of you know hitting of physical violence, even of even a verbal or emotional violence, but almost just just the type of um, energy that was triggered within him. It was almost like how a machine uh, virus hits and attacks certain certain parts of, of coding within a, within a system. Um, and it's just gotten worse. It's almost like I'm dealing with with a computer program that's alive inside of my dad's body. And it retains, you know, the basic memories and, and, and thought patterns and stuff like that. But it's no longer him. It's kind of it's kind of an, even a weird concept to think. But what if, as I said earlier, AI is now self-aware? What if the COVID jab is essentially AI literally taking over the human race by essentially uploading itself into a biological vessel. You, we think about demonic possession, you know, somebody like that needs a, an exorcism is demonically possessed by a demon, 
you know, that's taken over their, their spirit, but their body as well. What if the same concept is happening today, but not in a spiritual sense, but in a literal physical sense where the human psyche and consciousness, both at an individual and collective basis, is literally being um, jailbreaked and, and, and uploaded, uh, taken over via upload by this self-aware artificial intelligence. It, 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 it may, at first reaction, that, that concept might sound, you know, batshit crazy. It might sound like purely science fiction. If you think it's science fiction, though, with everything that, that us conspiracy theorists have been right about so far during this pandemic, I invite you to watch two films if you haven't already. The first one is Chappie, pretty, pretty mainstream one that most people know about. Apply the same takeaway that we get from the movie, because at the very end, it's the reverse. You have a biological person, uh, and spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, you have a biological person, the creator of Chappie, is in a, is in a critical situation where his body is going to die. And Chappie, the artificial creation, in a moment of, of you know, uh, of, of revelation, decides to upload the consciousness of his biological creator into an artificial vessel, which is powered, I believe, if my memory serves correctly, by a, by a nuclear reactor, essentially making this 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 creation immortal. His consciousness is eternally preserved within this artificial system. And he essentially, he's a creator. He essentially goes on as long as, as, unless he's destroyed, he can go on essentially forever and live forever. Apply the reverse to that. Apply to the, re- the reverse to that. The idea that, that Chappie, the artificial creation, has figured out, what, out a way to download its own AI consciousness, if you will, and upload it into the biological human vessel. Thus living... Uh, thus escaping the the digitally existing and, and created uh, universe that we could refer to as the matrix, but figuring out a way to transcend that and, and move beyond into the, the physical world of biology. That is, again, kind of what I feel is going on. Um, I, I, if, if I remember correctly, it was uh, Beyond the Pale uh, Horse, Behold the Pale Horse um, uh, by uh, William Cooper, um, but, but knowledge is something that we, we should respect and revere. You know, we, the pursuit of knowledge is, is a good, healthy thing, but worshiping knowledge, that is the evil part that, that essentially the people that, that rule this world worship knowledge or information and that information itself is Satan, if you will. That's ultimately what I feel is going on here. Is we, are, if God is life, Satan would be God's opposite, not necessarily death, but anti-life, if you will, synthetic life, if you will, and that's almost how it how it feels right now. Is 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 negative, dark energies are are or from you could say from parallel universes. Uh, are, are, are entering this this dimension that we are in right now and they are um, full spectrum attacking us it's spiritual warfare they are full scale attacking us and they are manifesting within our our reality um, 
the last thing I'm just going to end you with, I got actually cut off. I think I had about 20 more minutes of, of, of stuff, but I realized it wasn't recording uh, the way that I thought it was. So the, the main thing I'm going to, I'm going to leave you with is out of the full electromagnetic spectrum that exists, visible light is only about 1% of all of the electromagnetic spectrum. In other words, based on the senses on our five senses of what we can see, but everything else is a product, I feel, of, of our sight to some extent. You know, hearing is a, is a further verification of what you see. Smell is a further verification of what you see. Taste, touch, further verification of something you can see. A spirit, can you smell a spirit? I mean, I've heard, I've heard sometimes people saying, you know, when the spirit's around, they smell a certain way, but typically most people would not say that you can smell a spirit. Can you can you can you hear a spirit? Sure, maybe maybe uh, uh, spirits or energies, whatever you want to call it, can exert force and make like a pot or pan move, and then you can hear it. But can you actually hear the entity itself? You can't. So what what we are vulnerable to attack from far more than we realize, and there is a lot more going on in this world than anyone can ever say they know for sure is going on. So. People like me, people like you, listener, are not crazy. We just, our brains just work differently and we, we acknowledge the possibility of far more than we've been told is possible. Thank you for listening. This is The Matrix is Real. I hope you tune in. I'm out.